Alright. Wide open spaces. And that is how we're starting the show. Welcome to Hollywood Shit. I'm Ali Kona Bradford, and we have a special guest with us today. So I'm going to let him say hello first. Hello first. Oh, you want to say who I am? Yeah, I, please, please. I am JC Rubio, Aries Gemini Rising. I like long walks on the beach and yogurt pizza, but not necessarily. I actually am one of your friends, and I'm really happy to be here. Thank yes, and he's also a host on AfterBuzz TV. And Yay. of course, we have our regular Mr. Hi, Jason J. Carter. Hello, everybody. How's it going? Yeah. He's Happy back. November. I'm Yay. back. Yay. Yay. So we have to talk about the controversy that's surrounding the Dixie Chicks and Beyonce. But the general topic we're going to cover tonight is how people get blackballed in Hollywood for standing up for something that they believe in. Because it happens way too many times. And it's just a fickle, fickle industry. So first of all, if you're not up to date on the Dixie Chicks, do you guys know what happened? No. Give me a quick synopsis. I'm sorry. I was away from TMZ today. Shame on you. So anyway, um, basically what had happened is the Dixie Chicks performed with Beyonce. They did one of her songs and... They did Freedom. No, they did Daddy Lessons. Daddy, sorry, Daddy yes. right. The, the only song on Lemonade that I skip over. Oh, excuse me. Well, either way, it's been a very long time since the Dixie Chicks have been on the CMAs. They were banned a long time ago, back in 2003. They made some comments about George W. uh, where they had a concert in London. And so one of the Dixie Chicks had said that she was embarrassed that he was from Texas as well because of the Iraqi war and she was anti-war. Well, country music in general is very pro-America, pro-USA, the epitome of, you know... We can sum that up in one word. Country music is very conservative. There you go. Okay, good job. So anyhow, um, yeah, when she made that comment, their album sales plummeted. People were bulldozing over their CDs. It was a really big deal. So they're finally making a comeback. CMA said, okay, yeah, you can perform at our award ceremony. So they do. They bring Beyonce and this huge backlash happened from a bunch of country music listeners who were like, why is Beyonce on our award show? Basically saying she doesn't belong. And then you got comments about her being a racist B-I-T-C-H and using the N-word and blah, blah, blah. And I just feel like the CMAs, they didn't really handle the situation very well because what they did is they just took everything off of their website that had anything to do with the Beyonce performance. Well, And, and the reason why they do, and they do that, they... So people people want to get in front of a scandal before a scandal becomes a scandal, and I understand why they would do that. Okay, so two, week, uh, two weeks ago, an R and B artist named Seven Streeter was asked to sing the national anthem at the Seventy Sixers kickoff game in Philadelphia. She wore a We Matter shirt, and they asked her not to perform. Co- consequently, the organ the Seventy Sixers organization received a lot of backlash for that from the players and from people saying, "Hey, you know." She should be able to perform. If that was an issue, you guys should have provided her with the jersey, blah, blah, blah. So they removed everything, issued an apology, and then gave her the opportunity. Right now, with, the, with an artist as big as Beyonce and the Dixie Chase, even though they haven't had an album in about 10 years collectively together, they're still a super huge country act, right? Right. So it makes sense for, it makes sense for the CMA organization to remove everything, figure out what they're going to do, then go for it. Let's leave that there. Secondly, of course... Country music fans are going to say that Beyonce's a racist, Beyonce's this, Beyonce's that. Because going back to the Super Bowl February this year with her formation performance, kind of perpetuating the whole Black Lives Matter movement and the whole um, the, the imagery of the Black Panthers, middle America, middle conservative Americans do not want to see that. And country music, football, baseball, apple pie, apple, anything that is inherently American is very sacred to those types of people. So... Yes, it would. It, I would have, if I was an executive casting talent for the CMAs, 
having Beyonce sing that song with the Dixie Chicks is super, super cool. That's a great hybrid and amalgamation of two talents. But for the audience that is the CMA audience, Middle America, Bible Bell, all drive Ford pickup trucks. I'm not stereotyping, but that is the realism of the people who listen to country and who, who watch this particular show. Yeah, Beyonce for sure is an issue. See, now, that's interesting that you bring that up because then when has it gone too far? Mm -hmm. this, because we now overreact. It's either completely to the left, completely to the right. right. And if you go for the... Okay, two names for the country music people that are listening, Darius Rucker mm -hmm. and also Charlie Pride. Yeah. African-American, great country artists. Mm -hmm. But yet now, it's just... Twitter is a soapbox. It's, it's the low-hanging fruit. Mm -hmm. And anyone will say anything with an opinion. So, but now what you're saying, what do we do as the CMA? Was that right what they did? No. no. I feel like okay, what they should have done is removed... If you have damage control over your website, right, why not just remove off of your website the area where people can leave such hateful comments? Because it wasn't just, oh, she doesn't belong here, but it was using a lot of really vulgar, hateful language. So I could understand why they wouldn't want that to be on something that they have, but just remove the comment section. Because by taking down the entire performance, you are in, like reinforcing that bad behavior that all I have to do is be an asshole and be a troll on the internet, and I can get this thing taken care of. That's what, that was my question. But, but I think I, you guys make two very good, very good points. I want to um, touch on what you said about Darius Rucker and about Charlie Pride. Darius Rucker is, first of all, and I mean, I love Darius Rucker. I mean, I grew up with country music as well. So he, Darius Rucker broke through at a time that wasn't as, there wasn't the racial climate of America was not as volcanic as it is now when Darius Rucker became a country music star. And even though historically country music is a Caucasian, you, you know, right, so I, they made, and I hate to say this because it's, I don't, I don't agree with the terminology, but they gave Darius Rucker a pass kind of sort of because of when Darius Rucker's first album came out, it probably was what, 98, 2000 around there. Cause Hootie and the Blowfish was still a big deal in 96, 97. Mm -hmm. And that Hootie and the Blowfish was Darius Rucker's previous band that he was with. Um, people, Slept on him. They're like, ah, oh, nah, come on, right. Darius Rucker, a country music star, get out. But he came with a great album. People embraced him. They loved him. So almost 20 years later, he's still doing his thing. The reason why I think people are upset with Beyonce again is because, one, this, this election, since the last 24 months, since Trayvon Martin, I would say Trayvon Martin right. has was was the domino that the first domino to send a lot of things in orbit in regards to race relations and you have this election you have all these things that that have that have been a domino effect or an indirect or direct reaction to some to some action i guess is what i'm trying to say so beyonce being on the show wasn't the issue you said that there that the cma organization is reinforcing um allow those negative comments right right but we what we have to understand too is that online children children frequent these websites right right so for them and i'm only i'm only speculating and we have no idea why they took everything down but what i'm what i'm gathering is that they felt it was in this instant for this time being to remove all content figure out because they're gonna have to issue a statement because if 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 Yahoo News, Entertainment Tonight, all these major all these major media media sources are reporting on this then they're going to have to do something. So it's like, okay, let us take control of our assets, figure out how we want to present our assets, then go from there. So, you know... But do you mean, in that case, though, then would you repost the performance on... Like, it's done, it's over with, you've already taken it down. Exactly. My thing is just take down the comment section. Disable comments? Yeah, control that section of the website. But... And that becomes a freedom of speech. Absolutely. And, and, and going back to what you said, 
all the comments that we're seeing on Twitter these last... The thing is, none of this is new. We live in the information age. Yeah. Nothing's changed. This is what has always been... People have always thought. I hate to say that. Absolutely. But now it's just coming out on Twitter. Now we have a place, a platform to have that come for out. For sure. So I think it's... I think it's a, This is a good thing, I hate to say it, for our country. We're a young country compared to other countries, let's say, in Europe. And people in Europe will say that about us. You guys are young. Mm. You're still waiting. We're kind of like the teenagers right now. And this is where we're rebelling amongst each other. This is why there's having this civil infighting. And this is what we're going to have to learn. This this is the point in our country, I think, where we either sink or shine. We have mm. to figure that out. Right now, we're at that point. Something's going to happen. Either way, Tuesday, something's going to happen. For sure. Yeah. Oh, God. So yeah. there's going to be there's gonna be a... What is it? A, give me the right word. Uh, there's going to be a, an effect from whoever gets elected. Oh, um, absolutely. For, I mean, the, 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 super... This, Riots, like no one's I, business. Uh, which is... It absolutely is scary. I'm on, I'm on, okay, so can we, can we safely say that this election, we've, it's been going on for two years now since, I mean, it's now we're, I'm, I cannot wait for Tuesday to be over so we can stop talking about Trump and Hillary because it's like, it's become the bane of America's existence, mm-hmm. electing a president who's supposed to represent us and be the most powerful person on the planet and to that, you know, on television is known, historically known for being poised and all these, all these wonderful things that, that presence and body and we have this shit show yeah that is just it's like the worst soap opera ever but um i'll, I'll actually give Isn't me it closer to truth though absolutely and you have and you may and you had something you hit a nerve that was really cool with social media i think the problem with social media jc is that no okay so cma should be policing what people are saying because right. it's like we have this platform that we didn't have six, seven years ago. Correct. That is Twitter, Instagram, well, Twitter, Facebook, whatever. And so we have all these ignorant people that, yes, like you said so magically, they've always thought these things. Now they have a platform to spew their hate. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, who's policing that? You know, I feel like as Americans or these social media avenues, and not to veer into something else, but just to touch on social media, there has to be stronger, more... What's the word? More um, vigilant ways of policing what is being said and the content. But then this is this is the catch twenty two because once you do that, you start policing yourself. You start losing inherently your freedom. Sure. Like President Obama even talks about it. To have a little more freedom, we have to give up some. We have to give up some of our security or right. something to that effect. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's my concern. Is the fa- I like that it's out. I hate uh, you. Don't want it to be said. I those aren't my feelings, right. but it needs to be said. Wouldn't you rather to know the face of the hatred instead of it burrowing itself back in secret? Because then it's doing it behind your back. Sure. And that's that's my concern. Get it? Because uh, we have to eventually. This is going to be a melting pot. It, no one's going to stop it. Right. right. No one's going to stop it. So we have to figure out how to live amongst each other with each other. We have to figure that out. And right. Beyonce, what's and. Sorry to be no, 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 but because it all it all matters. I mean, this is just this is very indicative and a clear view of how melting pot, how the synergy between us as regular people, social media, the entertainment industry, how it's all one one. We're all one big community. We try to compartmentalize everything. Like, right. oh, you're a dancer, you're a host, you're this, you're not of this level, you're not a superstar. But we're, look, we're we're talking about something that didn't that didn't directly affect us but has had some effect on us because here we have um a i wouldn't say i wouldn't say a blatant 
a blatant example of racism, but to some extent, this is a little racist, yes? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, and what's even more, what I got to give Beyonce snaps for, why am I saying snaps? This isn't Legally Blonde. Um, what I got to give Beyonce credit for is that Beyonce, no matter what the scandal is, no matter what the, the headline is, she's always silent because she feels that her music, her artistry, and her and just her brand, I guess. Oh, I hate that brand. So stupid. But her existence on this planet speaks for itself. And the Dixie Chicks, good for them. I've always loved the Dixie Me Chicks. Too. And I've always felt that they always took an awesome stance on the issues. Right. Well, and that's the thing, too. I feel like going back to people getting blackballed for saying things, you're entitled to an opinion. You sure. guys are talking about you know policing what what people are saying and maybe doing a better job of that. But apparently, you know, CMA, not CMA, the CMT network thought that they were. You know what I mean? Because they have this girl group, this all-girl group who have, how dare they open their mouth and say something about mm -hmm. our president, mm -hmm. our president who inflicted 9-11 essentially on us and continues this war against terrorism where, you know, we have some, we're still cleaning up the mess. From that, but that's a totally different topic. The point is, it was one comment. It was one opinion in London at a concert. There are so many people that will riff off in the middle of a concert, and I'm sure someone in there says, F America or F whatever, and they haven't had any repercussions, but to have a number one chart-topping group get completely swept off and blackballed, they can't get their stuff played on the radio, they can't do this, they weren't allowed at the CMAs, all because of one small comment and it's an opinion and to be honest with you i agree with the opinion right well the, the thing about when you're a celebrity okay so who else was blackballed janet jackson 2004 super yeah, bowl houston absolutely. texas right her titty popped out or her breast i'm sorry her breast popped out that album shannon album that came out that year demita joe fantastic album yes. flopped tour flopped janet has not recovered since you know mtv bla blacklisted her they did not play her on the radio i was working in radio at that time because. The Super Bowl, the halftime Super Bowl show, historically was produced by MTV. Sorry, it was produced by MTV. So CBS, Viacom, they're all they're all sure, they're all embedding it, right? MTV's job, along with Pepsi, was to produce the halftime show. So by Janet, who is a pop princess, who MTV has shown lots of love for over the last thirty years, it was kind of a slap in their face. Even though we don't know if it was intentional or if it was purpose, or if it was a purposeful act. But regardless, so getting back to being blackballed, the Dixie Chicks now. Have were pretty vocal about a lot of things leading up to the, the the George W. comment. I feel like that was a straw that broke the camel's back for a lot of people, the Dixie Chicks. But when you're a celebrity, you even though this is horrible or horribly wrong, we hold you to a higher standard because because we can't we build you up to tear you down. Michael Jackson, case in point. So I mean, and again, country music is is. Even though we say jazz and hip-hop and funk and our, is, is what America's founded on, but right now, country music is the only genre of entertainment that is not suffering. People will continuously buy country music forever because that's America's music. You know, people... It's considered that wholesome... I mean, it's getting out of the bubble of L.A., New York, San Francisco, Chicago... Going to Indianapolis and yes. Iowa and Middle America where these people, they, they, they live for Dirk Spanley. They, 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 they hang on every word of Garth Brooks. You know, that's just how they're raised. And it's, it's very American. It's very American. So they felt betrayed by the Dixie Chicks. Well, you know, speaking of music, I want to bring up another artist as well because us as hosts, I know we've all received advice from the same person in particular. And one of the things he's 
predominantly been throughout Hollywood for most of his career. And one of the things he's always warned us against is to not sue. Never sue in Hollywood. No one will work with you again. Mm. And it's like, but wait, what if I truly am being done wrong by these huge conglomerates? Do not do it. You'll never work again. Just suck it up. What? Well, case in point, as you had said earlier, um, Irina Cara, who sang... What a feeling. Yeah, she was uh, fame. Yeah, the track in 1980 from uh, Flashdance. Yeah, and so you would think after that your career would explode. Well, she discovered that she wasn't receiving the proper royalties, so she ended up suing and getting her money. After that, have you heard anything from her? No. Okay, so the question question is... The, the the bigger conversation we have first of all who are, the person who told you that told you that I don't agree with that advice at all I mean I feel like it's your life of course you should definitely I I'm not a doormat you know so okay so oh, I agree I agree but but you're at being the same a doormat? time well no no but I'm what I'm saying is. I don't agree that if you're done wrong, you seek justice. But what I don't agree with is the repercussions of it's right. true. It is true. Sometimes someone will come out and they'll sue somebody and all of a sudden you never see that after well, work but, again. But I think that's changed now because, I mean, you know, the Fox News girl, the lady who Megan sued. Kelly? No, not Meg. The other one who sued Roger, Roger Ailes and oh, won. correct. Yes, yes, right. yes. Get, She'll work again. She'll work again. You know, if, okay, so we say you can't sue anyone but um, Mark Furman known racist hor- horrible example of a human being in the O.J. Simpson case works for Fox News after everything he did 20 years ago so people will forget and move on I do think that there comes a time in every talent side because as talent we're all hosts here we always we always have to we always have to suck it up per se because we don't we don't want to lose the job we don't want to lose that contact we don't want to leave a bad impression in someone's mouth because we're trying to get somewhere right but i think there comes a time when you have to say f that let me stand up for myself because me getting this job is not worth losing my integrity not not worth losing my self-esteem and sometimes more times than not you're okay you're not gonna miss out on what god has planned for you so if you have to not so much cuss somebody out. I would cuss somebody out. But if you got to let somebody have it yep. that's doing you wrong, then you need to do that because you will be a stronger person for it. And if that's a bridge that, that has burned, that was a bridge you never needed to cross in the first place. That's how I feel about it. And that's from experience. You know? Yeah, simply put, it's just uh, break yourself from a uh, fear-based mentality. Mm-hmm. And beyond that, if it's incongruent with your beliefs, then why? It doesn't matter how much money you make or you don't make, if you sue or not. But if it's incongruent with you, you have to live with yourself the rest of mm-hmm. your life. So, But that- let me ask you guys this. As gentlemen, do you feel like in Hollywood, because, well, I mean, let's be honest, even though we're... In 2016, there still is that fight for equal pay for women and what have you. Not to bring up this whole feminist thing, but do you think it would be easier for a male if he went into something and he sued somebody because he didn't make enough money and then here comes a woman suing somebody maybe for discrimination or whatever, do you think that it's going to blackball her quicker than it would for a man? No, I don't think so. I don't... Okay, so equality, that was a word you used, equality... For I am a gay black male, so automatically I have two strikes against me in this industry. And even though we're all about, in 2016, we're all about diversity and, and inclusiveness and all this and that, I have found and seen that we're not about that at all. Really? So to I, this day? Absolutely. You still believe? Abs- no, no, no. Not, I do not believe. You, you I've experienced. I have experienced that. Correct. I've experienced that. So it's not that I believe. I've seen it with my own eyes. You know, so... 
No, because I don't want to make a flippant remark here, but but I'm just being completely open and honest. Yeah. I would think like even the zeitgeist of how pop culture is moving now that personally I would think an African American gay male would be bright. You the would snow. think, right? You, hey, hallelujah, no, I'm absolutely. I'm like, I I agree. I, I thought, thought about becoming a black gay male myself. In <laughs> like, JC, you're very you are right. Puzzling, right? Blows your mind because I thought the same thing. Much to my dis my dismay and brutal reality reality check, that's not the case. So give me an example. Example is going to a casting and three callbacks with another guy who was not a gay black male, but a straight white male, who, sorry, a straight white male and doing a fantastic job knowing they want to cast an ethnic person. It sounds to you and this person, but you still don't get the job. You get feedback from management saying, oh, well, they felt that your personality wouldn't really resonate with the audience as much as this person. But they're, they, the casting was for ethnicity, but they casted a brunette white guy. And then so when you dig deeper, so what did they mean? What was it about my personality that wouldn't resonate? Well, you know, you're a gay black host, so they kind of felt like that would have been a little bit too, too far this way then. So I'm thinking... Okay. So it was two strikes. If you if it would have just been one, they would have been okay. Is that what right. you're saying? Yes. And so your question was, would a guy be okay suing and not be blacklisted as a woman? I don't. I don't think so. I, I really don't think so. I think it just depends on the situation. I think equal equal people have equal people. Both people have an equal amount at stake to of of, of having that occur to them. So I don't think it has anything to do with gender. So where do you stand on this then? I honestly felt like if a woman were to come forward and say, for example, so there's a lot of instances in Hollywood, which we saw with Kesha when she came out and said that Dr. Luke had raped her. Right. And people were like, oh, boo-hoo. You know, the record company basically didn't have her back, wouldn't let her out of her contract because whatever reason. And I feel like her doing that and coming out in the limelight would hurt her in the future because then other record companies would be like, that Kesha girl, the one that caused all this controversy because of the rape thing, blah, blah, and totally downplaying it, right? Um, I don't know now if a guy came out and said a female raped him. I'm not really sure right. how that would happen. But I just feel like when you see these women come out and say these things, because other, other artists have as well, the general consensus by some of these more larger corporations is like, okay, okay, honey, like, okay. But it's not... I don't know, like just seeing that particular case in general made me go, wow, like you blatantly have evidence of people saying that this man has been doing this thing to several different women and yet he still has a job. I am confused. So it sounds like to me it's going full circle. It's all about, in a sense, we're talking about our opinions against a corporatocracy. Yeah. Basically, that's all we're saying. But I mean, but those are the people that in the, at the end of the day can and will blackball you. I don't think... With, oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, but in the day, of, day and age we are now where you can actually create your own... You, we are content creators. So where does that... Does that give us a little more leverage? True. True. But I don't think also as content creator, as somebody like myself, and again, I'm not a celebrity, creating content and having that platform to have that reach that one of those bigger companies would have is just not... Possible so for me. So it's out of point. necessity. Yeah. Kesha, I think Kesha is not blackballed yet because people people will work with Kesha again. 
And I feel like Kesha didn't burn. The thing about Kesha still is rep signed by Sony or so, it's Sony Music. Yeah, but she's even said that they're not promoting her music. Like the stipulation was, you work with this dude. Otherwise, if you do not, we will not promote your music. Like you can be signed to a label. That doesn't mean squat. That they can sit on you. Right. You know, and then you could end up owing them money because they quote unquote invested in you when your album didn't go anywhere. But if they're not willing to put out the dollars to promote your album, so people know that your music is out there to purchase it, you're screwed. Well, well, I agree, hundred percent. I think going back to the whole Kesha thing, though, I think Kesha is. I mean, Kesha is still in a contract with with Sony, so she that's that's a developing thing that's still going on with Kesha. But I think that when you have JC makes a great point that you have so many avenues and areas. So let, let's take talk about music. JoJo, JoJo's last album, two thousand six, The High Road, loved it. Before that, her debut album, two thousand four, has been ten a, a, a ten year span of her putting out stuff independently on SoundCloud, on Agape, all these different things to get to this new deal with Atlantic for her album that came out in October. So there's ways for there's there's ways for these artists to get their stuff out. And there's like like okay, Monique, Monique was a, Monique won an Oscar. Right, right. Monique won. I mean, she's an Oscar winner. Halle Berry. These they won Oscars, but it's. But Monique has gone on record saying that she feels like she's been blacklisted after she won that Oscar. Well, no, she Monique went on record talking about being blacklisted, not because of the Oscar, but because of her beef with Lee Daniels about the whole Empire thing, and that she should have been cast as Cookie, and that she should have been. So she. And again, who's saying that these people are blackballed though? Well, in that sense, I think she's claiming it for herself. Yeah. And that's her own personal opinion. And, and, and piggybacking with what he said about JoJo, it's so funny because I'm sure she would have wanted it to keep her career going forward after 0406. Yeah. But because of what she said, what she did, now she had to wait a decade, but now it's on more on her terms. Exactly. Sure. Wait, what did JoJo do? She had, so Black Run Records is a subsidiary of, at, of um, uh, BMG. So JoJo had signed, had signed, as young as she was, Signed a deal with Jomo Jomo Hankerson, who is you know the, the was one of the the VP A and R Black Run Records. Anyways, they withheld fund. They withheld royalties from her. They a lot. They shelved a lot of projects after the high road. So she wanted to legally get out of the contract, just like Kesha. But of course, they put up a fight. Same thing with the same art. The same label with Tony Braxton back in two thousand two. Tony was signed to Black Run Records as well with her that one album, More Than a Woman, that came out in November two thousand two. Same thing. Didn't promote the album, you know, held on to money, was trying to make Tony pay back for the for a flop. So JoJo, I mean, on iTunes, you couldn't buy any JoJo music because, it, you know, when you're caught up in a court battle, they remove all that off iTunes because you're not making any money. It's, it's ridiculous. But she got out 10 years later. Now she has this great new album called Mad Love. And she's 23 now. Back then she was 16, 13, 15, you know, she was a kid. So, I mean, it, it's, it's sad that... These people have to go through that, but like you said, JP, JP, <laughs> that's my boss's name, JC. Sorry. Now they're doing things on their own terms. I feel like I hope that happens for Kesha, you know, because she you don't need a major label to to well, to people put out already, music. Well, on top of the fact that sh people know who she is, right. so that's already going for her if she does go independent. And I think that people who do support her now, who know what type of battles she's gone through, will absolutely support her music. But if you're somebody who hasn't established yourself as much as she has, I think it'd be a lot harder. Well, a lot of companies when you sue. Well, when you're not a celebrity, I feel like there's arbitration that goes on that that makes things not as out of control as a lot of. I mean, when well, like let's say JC, you sue me and you, I'm, Dick. I'm I'm CAA, right? Dick. You're 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 my client. 
you have this major gig. Of course, we get commissions, and I'm supposed to pay you dividends after the commissions have been extrapolated, sure. right? We're not paying you. So that's just hypothetically. So places like CAA and other and other other um, entities aren't going to want this to get out. And also, you can sue them again for defamation after another suit, after you've already settled the suit of them not paying you, if this does get out. It's like you're not supposed to talk about the case. There's a lot of things that go into that. So I think blackballing has, I think that's, I, I don't, I've never been blackballed ever because I'm no one. And, or I've never been blackballed in, my, in the circles that I've run in. But I feel like being blackballed kind of, to me, doesn't, I guess, exist. And I shouldn't say it doesn't exist, but I don't think it's as intense as people are making it out to be. I mean, case in point, I think someone who's going through that right now will be Billy Bush. <laughs> and I think he will he will resurface of again. Of course, he'll bounce he's gonna, back. He's going to make his millions. He's going to make his millions as, for the settlement. Right. And he'll be back in... Right. Worst case scenario, and I don't know if it's a worst case, he'll be in, at Fox. He'll, he'll or he'll be somewhere. a correspondent for... He'll land on his feet, but... Or create his own platform. Right. He has enough resources now. Give him a few years. Let, the, let it all cool. And he'll be back. They all, it's the day and age we live in. Things will blow over. Social media will jump on something else. He'll come back. It'll raise a lot ire from some again. But it'll be minute compared to what he's going through now. It'll blow over and it'll carry on. Also, I think with Billy Bush, if he wasn't attached to Trump... I don't think it would have been as bad right. as it as it was, and I know in Billy Bush's defense, I'm not a fan of Billy Bush, but I, I I'm not I'm not I feel like he's just like typical. Um, that's a whole. A lot of people have like yeah. It's like he's just whatever him. he's whatever. Yeah. But um, I feel like he he got just got caught up in something that he shouldn't have, and that and that also goes with the question. Okay, being blackballed. When do you find? When do you? draw a line in the sand on your own artistic integrity, your own morals when you're on a gig. Because I know there's some hosts that have worked on jobs that they've been treated, I've worked on jobs where I've been treated less than or not favorably. And I'm not I'm not saying like diva demands, but I'm here to do a job. I'm damn good at my job. Treat me accordingly. Just don't, I, you know, I'm a human being as well where, where I've had to speak up and let people have it to get things done, you know? But that could have been to my detriment, but there has been hosts that that was to their detriment. When do you draw the line and say, listen, I'm not putting up with this shit? But do you sleep better at night because of it? Absolutely. Because for two reasons. One, growing up, I was never, I was always a yes guy, and I always sucked it up and just took, I was a punching bag for a lot of things. So now that I'm almost 40, to me it's like, I don't have, when, when, if not now, when? You know, and then two, it reinforced and reiterated to me and showed me that I do have the strength to be like, nah, this is whack. And you emerge, it's like, it's like you're this phoenix coming out of the ashes. You know, you've emerged as a stronger because you stood up for yourself and standing up for yourself is one of the hardest things for people to do because they feel they don't deserve to. That and I was going to piggyback after that and say standing up for yourself, but also standing up for yourself in this particular industry can be very hard because the whole like, I want to make sure I still work again. I want to make sure that I keep my job or get a job because at this point in our careers, we are not Maria Munoz. We are not, well, Billy Bush. You know, but we're not at that celebrity status to where we can make these certain demands of how we are treated and people go, okay, no problem. Whereas when you're in the, for lack of better words, we're not in the beginning of our careers, but to people who don't know us, we're beginners, right? Mm-hmm. So for them, they look at us and we're over here saying, well, no, this, this, and this is how things need to be. 
they might turn around and be like, well, who the hell is this person? I'm cool. The establishment preys upon that, though. Yeah, because then when you are like that, then you get all these meek people that are like, okay, yeah, I'll do whatever you want. Okay. And that's like, so yeah, let's get the, these people. We can take advantage so of that. So what's the solution on that? Because we're talking about the problem now. What is moving forward and what can we I pass mean, on? I feel like if more people were to stand up for themselves and it became something that is more mainstream, just like anything in life, when you can get enough people to do something, eventually the opposers are going to have to oblige by whatever demands or what have you. It's just like Dancers Alliance, for lack of better oh, words. Good, Dancers yeah, are at the very lowest, yeah. lowest part of the totem pole in the entertainment industry. I know that. I'm a dancer. Been a dancer. Jason has been a dancer. JC wishes he was a dancer. It's close <laughs> enough. I've actually danced in tons of commercials. Oh, have you really? Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Okay, well, JC, JC is officially a dancer today. <laughs> so anyhow, but the point is... Uh, you know, they get paid the worst, they get treated the worst, and those are the people that put their body in so much physical harm, for lack of better words, and wear and tear. And then you could have someone go on a commercial and just say, hey, buy this phone at Best Buy, and they will get paid 20 times more than a dancer who's rehearsed for an entire week to do a whole three-minute spiel. Point is, somebody came along and said, hey, all these dancers are so eager to work, and the problem is a lot of dancers are very young. That's just how it is, and you don't know any better, so you don't ask for these things. So somebody formed something called Dancers Alliance to band together and tell people, yo, I know you're desperate and hungry for a job, but don't, ex- don't accept that low rate, because when you do that, you hurt everybody else. So I think if we were to do that for any other cause, whatever it may be, I think, well, I mean, yeah, you're, you're right. But so the question, you, you said the solution, JC. What's the solution? Just to touch back on what you said, I don't think, so Beyonce has this quote, and ugh, God, I talk about Beyonce so much, but because she's <laughs> such a smart businesswoman. First of all, Megyn Kelly's book is called Settle for More. I'm reading it right, I'm reading it right now. Bomb. Um, to, to, pick, to tie that all in, Beyonce says, end quote, in business, you cannot always be polite. You must be fair. But you can't always be polite because always being polite is not being fair to you. And and so and I thought about that. That really resonated with me when I heard that. And so I kept playing it over and over and over again when I was on the treadmill at the gym watching Life is But a Dream, her documentary from 2013, thinking like, okay, well, how does that apply to me? And here's the thing that I have learned working in this industry, being on television. People will accept you taking a stand on something as long as you do good work. Yeah. They, people people have no problems and RuPaul is one of the most amazing people in my life and I've and I've had so many wonderful talks with him about ethic and professionalism and you know when when to how to have um a a gauge for what's acceptable and what's not as talent and he always says that no one people are not always going to like you but if you do good work and you're professional you show up you do the job they give you passes and not passes like, oh, well, she's a bitch. But they're like, no, we get why she's the way she is because the work speaks for itself. It's when you have divas or or, or inexperienced talent, these young kids that don't know any better, that aren't seasoned, that haven't gone up through the ranks in the industry. Because we all started out somewhere. I was probably a douchebag in 2006 when I came to L.A. Young, immature, didn't know better. But through experience... You, I've learned what what works and what doesn't, you know. So when you, when you when you have a leg to stand on, it's easier to throw the leg at somebody mm-hmm. versus when you when you're when you're. I mean, I've worked with people who are like supremely talented, 
no kind of work ethic, no kind of professionalism, and demand the most. Those are people that don't work anymore. So um, your question was, well, when's enough enough? I think enough enough is enough when you make it enough. Mm-hmm. You know, and and just go and just go off of that. And also, people don't. You're as talent. We're really not that important. You know, what yeah. I mean? we're not that important. So a lot of people feel a lot of talent feels. Oh, me! It's about me! It's about me! It's about me! You're just a high. You're, you're ornamental slash functional. That. It's not that big a deal. It's but I mean, is it, but now if you're being assaulted, possibly raped, um, physically mishandled, that's when things are a little a little different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, go ahead. No, I was gonna say just to summarize what he just said. It's just, it's the value you put into the work, being a professional, and that's it. Yeah. That's yeah. that is that is well and succinct for everybody. I think it's something that's a takeaway for all of us mm-hmm. in the industry and for the people ahead of us. Yeah. yeah. The younger than us that are coming up in the ranks. Yeah. Well, you know, I just want to say really quickly, in having this conversation, and we originally talked about blackballing, I just want to take the stance that I'm not saying that you should not stand up for Mm -hmm. whatever it is you believe in. I'm all for that. I'm just saying that it really does blow my mind that somebody going back to, like the Dixie Chicks, can have an opinion, a very valid opinion, and somebody somewhere, an executive just decides that they don't like that opinion, so all of a sudden you're cut. Like, to me, that is not okay. And I just think it's so crazy how, I mean, Jane Fonda at one point in her career took a stand for civil rights. She supported the Black Panther movement. And after that, she said, her quote was, I wasn't necessarily blacklisted, but I was definitely gray-listed. So, I mean, she did see some sort of repercussions for standing out in what she believed in. And I, and the whole point of this podcast and me bringing that up <clears> as a topic is just saying, like, that is not okay. No, it's not. Well, Jane Fonda, I, I, Jane Fonda is, to me, an, an amazing example of what we're talking about, professionalism. Frank and, um, Frank and Gra- Frankie and Grace yeah. is so good. Yeah. Jane Fonda has consistently worked for like She's for the last thirty, and and I mean, she married a billionaire one, but you know we it's people like Jane Fonda that that we need more of in this world that are not afraid to go to to take a stand on the issues and to and to support causes that matter because unless we have those people, we're all just a bunch of sheep, you know. Right. And what I was going to say too is that no, yeah, you're not you're you're absolutely right. You're not saying that you okay. So you said about the executive that that um makes the decision. Well, I had a hosting teacher who told me I would never work. Who told me that I was this. I was all these negative things and really really hurt my spirit. And now looking back, as I'm working more than some of the people she said would work, I'm glad I stuck to my guns and didn't compromise who I was, even though I truly, for a long time, felt that I needed to change or be something different or be something else, you know? They say leaders lead alone. You know, leader, you, you, it's lonely at the top. Not so much the top of success, but it's lonely at the, at the forefront when you're trying to pay, blaze a new path or when you're trying to, to emerge from the fog into clarity, you know? So, mm-hmm. and only the strong survive. And these women, Irene Cara, you know, anyone who's been blacklisted, Kesha, they will get their reward. I, I, I firmly believe that they, they will get their reward and they will, they will, they will emerge victorious you know because that's you 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 have no choice but to emerge victorious especially when you subscribe and commit to something that's so dear and near to you which are your beliefs yep well dang jason just ended out on a really excellent (laughs) inspirational note drop the mic (laughs) boom he's got eight mics ten mics 
Anyhow, I think that brings us to a close for now, just because we're running out of time. But thank you, JC, no. so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I would love to do it again. Thank you. I Not only did I learn, but I had a good time. So thank you for having me. Absolutely. Oh, you're welcome. And hopefully you listening at home, you had a good time and you learned a few things too, had some opinions. If you do, drop us some comments. You can do that on iTunes. Rate us five stars. It'd be awesome. Be sure to follow us at Hollywood Shit. LA. We also have a website. It's www.hollywoodshit.wix.com backslash inspire. That was a lot. My name is Ali Kona Bradford. You can also find me at Boys and Beauty and be sure to follow this handsome fellow as well. Hi, uh, my name is Jason Carter. You can find me on Instagram at Jason Carter Official and on Twitter at JJC Forever. I am not on Facebook. What? Jason's the anti-Facebook. Anyways, so again, thank you so much. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye.